Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, I'd like to extend a warm welcome and an invitation to join our large audience and our community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness. Today's segment is the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. My special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, joins me today to share her perspective on the chosen topic. Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share universal truths and lend guidance for the human journey. After our discussion, Mother will come through to offer her divine wisdom on the subject. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. To learn more, visit BelovedPublications.com. If you would like to explore more of Mother's teachings, you can review the audio and video archive I've created on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com, where you'll find direct links to their bi-weekly YouTube videos and regular appearances on other shows such as Conscious Talk Radio. I am very excited about today's topic, which is where are the shifts of 2019 leading you? So let's get started and welcome Danielle back to the show. Hello, Danielle. Hi, Charlotte. Thank you so much. It's always wonderful to be here with you. Thank you, dear. I love the second week of the month. It's just so much fun and so enlightening, and it's really a joy and a blessing to be able to offer this to all the listeners and be part of it. It's just an amazing experience. Yes, it's a great God shot, for sure. That's a good way of putting it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So today, our topic is, where are the shifts of 2019 leading you? Interesting. Because I felt, when I ask myself that and try to peek into the future, it evokes a little bit of fear. Did you feel, do you feel that way? (laughs) Uh, Yes, in particular, because the shifts that are happening for me in 2019 are, oh gosh, they're so uncomfortable, Charlotte, you know, and I welcome them, but they are like just balls out honesty, you know what I mean, just nowhere to hide, like, there's no dark corner. There's no furniture to hide behind. I feel like, 
I feel very exposed and very vulnerable. And yet this is a big part of what I'm, I hope I'm maturing into emotionally and spiritually is to be someone who is comfortable with vulnerability, with, you know, comfortable being exposed um, and don't, and to stop feeling that that's a punishment or that's a problem. Uh, because I find that when I am vulnerable, um, I'm much more teachable. I'm more humble. I end, I end up making better connections with people. You know, I know that it's a positive thing, but it's scary. It's just, you know, that's the bottom line. It's it's scary. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had to find a way around it because I, I like your use of the word exposure because – Again, it's like being pushed out of something that you found comfortable and you may mm. do with, if that makes sense, like yeah. the way. Oh, um, heck yeah. Let's use the furniture reference. It's like you, you rearrange your space so that it's comfortable for you while there's something inside you yearning for more. Mm-hmm. And you kind of push that away or push it down or turn a blind eye to it. There's a level of recognition, but there's also a lot of active denial, I think, at least in my experience. And what I'm feeling through these shifts is most of it has been very positive and exciting. Um, I do like Mm -hmm. to learn, and I like to learn more and more about myself as I get older. But when I ask the question, which were posed for us today, which is, where is my soul taking me? What is yearning to be fulfilled? What dream, what accomplishment is it that you're yearning to accomplish? So in order to answer that question, when I tried to look into the future, I started to get apprehensive and scared. Like, what if, fill in the blank, you know, what if this and what if that? Right. So what I decided to do is that it was a much more emotionally safe way to do it. So I just said, well, look at the evidence that you have and play a game of connect the dots. So I went that route. And what I found was that one of the first clues was last year. Uh, last year, as I was going through the most intense part of uh, my challenge, which was my, my husband's cancer, uh, my wallet started peeling. The fabric on the outside started peeling off, and it started falling apart. And so I was quick to recognize, okay, something's happening for you, and it pertains to your identity. It pertains to how you see yourself and how closely or authentically I identify with my true self. So something happens with your wallet, whether you lose it or, in this case, as it starts to decay and fall apart, right, indicating that its usefulness has come to an end, Ah, that there will have to be a new vehicle for my identification, right? Right. Um, So that was the first clue. I said, okay, something's going on at a really deep level. Then – Soon after that, I had to renew my driver's license, and I ran into a problem there. Someone made a mistake. Nobody knows how it was done, but they printed it, my address incorrectly. And so I brought it to their attention, and they said, oh, well, we can fix it, but it'll cost you like $35. I said, I'm not paying to correct your mistakes. So I left it as is. But it was significant. You know what I mean? There's these things mm-hmm. with the wallet and the, and the driver's license, because that is your identity. Um, there was another clue I had when I was standing and 
last month we were discussing um, my personal possessions. Like mother asked, how did it feel when I got home after such a long absence? I had stayed for eight months in my aunt's condo so that we could be close to the hospital and get him his treatment. But one day I was standing in the kitchen in front of the sink. A thought occurred to me and a realization, you know how it just comes over you. And I said, oh, my goodness, I've been separated from everything that is familiar to me. All of my mm-hmm. belongings, except what I was able to grab at the last minute that I use on a daily basis and bring with me. So for me, if I ask the question, you know, where are the shifts of 2019 leading you and where is your soul taking you? I think it's about the emergence of my true self and what yearns to be fulfilled is total self-acceptance. But that mm-hmm. yearning goes back to my childhood. Do you, do you remember the commercial the Coke commercial that came out in the 70s. And the lyrics were, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I'd like oh, to buy sure. the world Coke yeah. and keep it company. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That hit me hard. That hit me hard, and I said, that's what I want to do. Mm. And it stayed with me. And so no matter what I've done since to avoid being in the spotlight, so to speak, that was still there. And, it, and it's like a drumbeat that you can't deny, you know, this constant <laughs> drumming. Like Jumanji yeah. drum, you know. <laughs> right. I want right. to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Everybody, make it a, a better place to live, heal the world, all that good stuff. So then I said, okay, so what's the yearning? And that's it. That's my yearning. That's what my soul wants, having an impact on the world and the collective and doing it with as much grace as possible. But then I boiled it down a little further, and I took the title of your upcoming retreat, The Essence of Being. So I think it's about becoming your true self, as yet unrecognized by the ego. It's about your truth, your light, and with shadow in proper proportion, and accepted and embraced as support for your journey. So once you get that perfect balance, and you have that that right recipe of light and shadow, Mm. I think that's what it comes down to. What's your true essence versus who you think you are not? And so I think that's where my soul is taking me and pulling me into a spotlight, which my shadow says, no, that's uncomfortable. But my soul says, as I've mentioned previously, but that's where you belong. That's what you came here to do. So it's been pretty cool, but it's funny when the fear pops up. It's like, goodness, it's it's pesky. It really is irritating that so much can be (laughs) down there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's it's very true, and I I like what you were saying. the The right recipe of shadow and light. That's a good. That's mm-hmm. a really great way to look at it because uh, it it is a recipe, you know, or it is a design for living and finding, uh, you know, that true north for you or for me. That's that's what we're here to do. I believe. I I don't. I, I mean. What that ends up looking like is very different for each of us. And the way we help the world or support the world looks very different for each of us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, I think that it goes well beyond a spiritual practice. And I think the Dalai Lama has it really, <laughs> has it right. And that it just comes down to kindness. You know, no matter what, 
profession you find yourself in, no matter where you live, no matter how old you are, basic kindness, one person to another, you know, that is really going to change the world. And uh, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are, what your practices are, you know, just that willingness to be kind to yourself, to each other, and, of course, to the planet, I think that's really is what's going to turn things around. And, you know, I feel more and more that that's a big part of becoming myself or um, allowing my authentic self to emerge. I, I find that I'm kinder because when my fears are driving me or repressing me, you know, the way I behave based on those fears is not with much kindness. Even if I'm smiling and being friendly on the outside, you know, there may not be the level of kindness inside that has that power to transform people's lives, you know, and the lives of, of people on a larger basis. So I'm, I feel that what is happening not just with me, I noticed it as you're talking and with a lot of other people that I'm in contact with in my community, um, there is that yearning to be one's true self. And, and the mystery and, and diving into that with, with the mystery, you know, not knowing what that's going to look like on the other side. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and what that drumbeat is really going to signal for you and how that's going to feel once you're living it. It's, it is very much about taking on faith that what's waiting for us in our true selves is, is that salvation. You know, it, it is that level of kindness that has the power to change the world. And um, I, as, as much as I sometimes still fear it, it is what I yearn for beyond anything. You can't deny it. Exactly. You can't deny it. It's yeah. always there. That's at your core. You know, yeah. that, that one vibration is constantly there. It's why we came here. And... On some level, it's already complete. We're just in the middle. We're, right. oh, we're, be- yeah. we're between the beginning and the destination, which is not finite. Of course, it goes beyond that. But we're in this little in-between space trying to make decisions. But, but I think when we really grasp the idea of how far kindness goes, the impact it has not only on the person in front of you, but the thousands of people that are connected in the collective, it's easier to be that way. Yeah. I think I had a really good idea of that, but I think sometimes I lose sight of the impact it would have. You know, when mm-hmm. someone comes up and says, you know, oh, you said this to me once and it really created a change in my thinking or I got up out of my chair and I went and signed up for this, whatever I said, that person felt that I had an impact on their life. And you don't, really get to see that too often but that's what shows you that's the way to go and to really be who you are you know even on your worst days 
that's okay. So I think it's about keeping shadow as a support system that it's designed to mm. be, but letting light dominate. And I think once you get yeah. to that particular recipe, you're okay. Your thoughts? Agreed. And I think that the shifts of 2019 are, um, that's happening on a global level. I really see it. And I know that there's a lot of really hard stuff going on in the world, but it feels to me like kind of critical mass kind of feeling that 2019 is, is continuing the changes that started in 2000 with transparency. And the more clarity we have, the more we really see each other and do our best to extend that kindness or even just basic acceptance of each other, the more that light grows. And so I feel that more and more light is dominating because even when people are being angry and taking to the streets, um, they're we have more of a voice at least than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And it's, uh, you know, I'm only 54, but it's really extraordinary the levels to which people globally are going to express themselves authentically, whether it's politically, whether it's in the arts, uh, the sciences, uh, healing modalities, uh, you know, medicine, it's teaching. I mean, it's really fantastic. The, the out of the box authenticity that people are living in today. And I do feel an evolution of light that is happening for humans as a species that I did. I have not, really been very aware of until recently. Do you feel that with the with this year particularly? This year in particular, uh the past several years, absolutely. Um what I like to do, I'm an observer. I like to observe and so mm-hmm. when I watch the news, my my main motivation is to see what's happening with the collective, what what is being shown. And so if yeah. with everything you're saying where everybody's speaking up or taking to the streets, it's fascinating to watch. It's also inspiring. It makes me mm. feel empowered. And yeah. so when it comes to whatever shifts come for me, say it's okay, Charlotte, now your career is going to shift in this direction and you're going to have to have bigger audiences. And I'm fine with that. That's okay. I'm used to it. I'm just coming out of like getting my foot out of that bear trap of no you don't want that anymore you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so it's a little uncomfortable but if I kind of just go with it I'm sure it'll be fine but I'm fascinated by what people around the world are doing uh it's a little scary and I know that there are things coming short term that might be distressing but knowing the end game is healing I can I can be okay with it and be more calm about it. Um, I mean, now this this is really getting significantly more aggressive. The things that are being exposed, the things that are happening, and then eventually I think we'll come into that relief and heal what needs to be healed. 
I don't know whose responsibility that is, but <laughs> well, it's all of us. I don't us know who's going to step up. Yeah, sure. it's all of us, but there's got to be <laughs> all, someone yeah. leading the way. Well, but I don't know really if that's so true anymore. I think that's what's really changing is that we're all understanding that we can't wait for one or two or ten people to step up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, yeah, it's like we all have to do it together because we right. all rise and fall together. And, mm-hmm. you know, in that term of we're all one that is very popular in New Age and metaphysical and some actual religious circles, um, I believe that's what's coming true. Like we're all, that's the clarity that's coming is we're all waking up to yes. the fact that we are one. And, you know, there is no, um, we all need each other and not just in our immediate community, but the globe, all, you know, all human beings, mm-hmm. we're all mm-hmm. together. And that's what I see people really uh, acknowledging and talking. I I hear it more in Mm -hmm. not spiritual uh, circles, you know, like people just talking about that connection and how important it is and how they're waking up to that. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think it's very exciting that it's coming true. It is. And it's really becoming prevalent even in advertising that you see. Um, people, the, the level of charity, the level of uh, being of service is significantly more widespread and more acknowledged. I love seeing that. And I want to clarify what I meant by for, you know, someone has to step up and do it. What I really meant to say was my hat's off to the whoever the person is that's appointed to kind of after the uprising and everybody's voices are heard – we're going to have to let somebody kind of steer the ship. So uh, what I meant was my hat's yes. off to the, whoever gets yes. elected to do that. But um, yes, yes, for sure. it's fascinating, yeah. fascinating yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just a little scary. I don't like to see people get hurt. Does that oh, make no. sense? Like, it's, I don't like oh, to see yeah. people get hurt. I'm okay with death. Um, I have more of a problem with the different ways you can die, but I'm okay with death. It's, it's a, natural and neutral thing I just as far as you know getting back to the topic where's where's my soul taking me I think it's to be a big part of that uh charitable heart yes yes exactly normalizing that and and denormalizing greed and every man for himself we are all here for each other exactly normalizing the one that's what my soul yearns for absolutely Mm -hmm. yep and Mm -hmm. I've been and I don't know about you but this year more than any year of my life I am craving community like I'm just so unbelievably grateful for my beloved publications community and the people worldwide that are in it and my uh, immediate community here in Ashland, um, I'm just craving community. It is, it, I can feel it. Like sometimes my body craves vegetables. You know? It's like I said, yes. feeling that same yearning for community. And I feel that the normalization of the one 
like I, 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 I want more and more to feel connected to the one or the, the larger community rather than having stuff and things and, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yes. No, that's that's a fascinating observation that you're craving that. I'm I'm kind of searching yeah. my mind at the moment to see if I'm doing the same. And I have to say yes, um, but I am rather used to a solitary way of being, and that has become a little boring. So I think I might be at the beginning yeah. of that waxing into group yes. from solitary. Yes, yes. And I, too, I mean, I work most of my work. I do every day here in my office alone. I mean, I, I am very solitary. Even if I'm uh, talking on the phone with someone in, in a session, you know, I'm still on my own. And I do, you know, uh, events and workshops and retreats where I'm with people. But those are only a few times a year. Uh, and I don't even know what that craving for community is going to mean. I'm leaving that totally up to mother. Uh, but I just know I'm, I'm really feeling it more and more. And so I think that's a big part of the shift of 2019. And I don't, I don't think it's just me. I mean, like I said, a lot of people I'm talking to, same craving. Interesting. People talking I would, about wanting to live in community and make their own communities. Uh, my friends and I are laughing and kind of joking about creating an old lady village. Like, we're, <laughs> like, we're really, uh, you know, it's like all yeah. of a sudden that feeling has become very powerful. And maybe it's because I'm aging. I don't know. Maybe that's a part of it. But it feels deeper. You know, it, it goes beyond just wanting nice neighbors. Um, it's, yeah, it really, it feel like it's going deeper. I can feel it, yes. I don't have the words to attach to it yet, but I would be curious to know what the listeners think about um, that whole concept. If anybody wants to write to us and share your experience with the shifts, we'd love to see it. But, yes, um, that makes sense that it would – Community would be needed because we would need the support once we're out of the shifts. Yeah. And don't forget, Mother spoke uh, recently about the uh, love revolution. So it all fits. Yeah. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it it does. I agree, and uh, I it makes me happy that it's <laughs> that's happening. You know. It really, uh, yeah. I feel like this is what we've needed, you know. Yes, it it really does answer a need, and for many of us, a desire to see the world be a better place. I know there's uh, a lot to be said about perception, but you know, mm-hmm. things are what they are, and there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of emotional violence, mental violence, and physical violence going on that needs to be healed. Um, so, you know, I pray for those people. It's interesting to watch, at least. Maybe uh, going forward we'll have some really good book material. <laughs> yes. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. Okay. That's a, that's a good thing to look at. The good thing to look yeah. forward to. Yes. And that's, that's pretty right. much as Shall far as I got with that. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. Shall we bring Mother in to see what she has to say? Sure. Wonderful. And I will. All right. Okay. I'll see you when you get back. Perfect. Hold on just a minute. <clears throat> Mm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. Thank you, my dear. It's all right. I was just going to say it's wonderful to be with you and all of your listeners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you want to start over (laughs) or just keep going? We can start over if you want. Let's keep going, my love. Let's just keep going. Mm? All right. Well, welcome. It is an honor to have you with us today. Thank you, beloved. So, let's chat a little bit about this year and the energies that have been very powerful for uh, many of the people in this world. You and Daniel spoke well of uh, some of the shifts. But I'd like to speak uh, in larger terms in what's happening for people all over the world, regardless of um, their belief system. There is emerging a recognition of love. And I say this because in many parts of the world, love is, um, well, it's not really a part of business. It's not really a part of politics. There's a lot of arenas in which love is not thought of. It's not um, brought in. It's not accepted. It's not talked about. But what's seeping into the cracks of all these structures that humans have built for millennia, love is seeping through. Love is becoming more and more a part of everyone's day-to-day life. Because what is moving into the forefront or recognition of individuals and groups of individuals is the power of love. Now, this has been dismissed by uh, many people for thousands of years. 
that um, it is the mind, it is the ambition, it is the will that has the greater power. And of course, uh, many people have utilized fear as a power to uh, get what they want in the world or to lead people in a certain direction. But that love is seeping into the cracks. It is filling the space between. And what is happening for people is that they have tried the will, they have tried fear as a power, they have tried uh, control, possession, domination, they have tried the intellect, they have tried all these other things to be that power, right? Yes. Whether they label it as God or Buddha or Jesus or science or nature or whatever, they have tried and tried and tried. And still, people are not getting the results from that that they want, that they yearn for, that they need. And what is beginning to happen in the collective is a quiet love revolution. It is a recognition and a deep awakening to the power of love. Mm. And that power, when it is practiced, transcends the need to control. It transcends the uh, fears, worry, anxiety. It transcends the need to possess, to dominate. It even works in beautiful harmony with the intellect, with uh, the will, right? Mm -hmm. It realigns the will. It might realign the will with uh, something spiritual or uh, put you on a track that you never thought you'd uh, be on in your life. But Mm -hmm. it goes well with the human aspects of existence. And it equally goes well with the spiritual aspects of existence. Love is the bridge or the glue, right, that holds mm. it all together. Yes. That lifts people up into a higher plane of reality. It gives them a perspective that they did not have before. And what's happening in your world, the biggest shift, is that love, it's not just oh, I have to have um, a person, right, a significant other, that kind of love. Or I have to have the love of my children. Or I have to have uh, love um, from uh, other people in the form of recognition and uh, validation of what uh, you're doing in your life, right? 
So there's mm-hmm. all this, uh, that's part of the structures that humans have created. And those are coming down. Love mm-hmm. is slipping into the cracks of those structures and breaking them open so that what's happening is people are finally discovering love just as it is, as a force, as a present, not dependent on one person or a small group of people or a family or uh, one's career or right there's um, mm-hmm. there are no conditions mm. that love places on life and this is what people are beginning to understand and they are beginning to understand that if they allow that love inside of themselves it becomes natural and organic to just share it with others. There is no need for the structures, the old structures, uh, how to share it, consideration. It just flows from one to another and to another and to another without form, without conditions, just giving and sharing love. Hmm. And it is changing the way you all live together and in this world. But I will tell you that for many, even people like yourself, Bilani, who are uh, living as good people in this world and trying your best to contribute uh, love and good things, Even for someone like you, these structures coming down are scary and uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. they are challenging your mind, your perception, and stirring up some fears. What happens when these structures are no more? What are the new structures going to be? People are mm-hmm. scrambling, right, to figure out new structures. Yes. And there will be a need for a new structure, but more and more, the structures themselves will fall away because you will find that they become more and more unnecessary. You all are taking large steps now in your collective evolution. Awareness is growing exponentially. Yeah. Hearing you say that kind of gives me a glimpse. It's just, just the smallest glimpse into the enormous beauty of that plant. Yes. The huge energy of it. And yes. how an entire planet is affected by that 
energy. It's just beautiful. Yes. And there will always be humans that require shadow, but deep shadow, everyone has shadow, mm-hmm. but that deep shadow that causes violence and uh, unrest and um, people that are uh, cruel and uh, very dark in their practices, but this revolution is happening with those of you that are sort of in between the middle, the middle uh, spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. People that are, have evolved away from that level of darkness. But um, for a long time, the light has only really been offered through religion or some spiritual practices. But that's one Mm -hmm. of the most wonderful structures that's coming down. But this is not exclusive to groups uh, or certain belief systems, but that this love and light is right there inside of you right now. And it's all around you right now. It doesn't require, it doesn't even require belief. And yet, in order for you to access it deeply, you will need to believe. You will Mm. need to reach for it, to cultivate it, to embrace it, to practice it, to keep it in the forefront. If you continue to say each day, love, love, is where I want to live. Love is what I want to give today. Love is what I want to stay open to connecting with, to receiving today. Let me be a channel of love. That is my great desire. Mm-hmm. And every single person who is out of those deep, deep places of shadow can easily access this, no matter their circumstances, no matter their health, no matter their uh, socioeconomic situation, no matter the laws that govern their country or their community, this is available now. Everyone is waking up to this understanding, and it is glorious. Hmm. May I ask a question about those who are uh, deep in shadow? Yes, beloved. So let's call them young souls, I guess. Those deep in shadow, those who require the experience of being in shadow... Will it uplift them at all? Yes. It will be um, harder for them to uh, perpetrate the deep shadow on others. They might live it more themselves, 
but they will find it harder to push it on to others. That's comforting to know. Um, I've seen and experienced a lot of varying forms of cruelty and people who are dominated by shadow more than light. So that's very comforting to me personally. Um, and I'm sure it will be to a lot of the listeners who observe these behaviors and people in their lives. It would be a prayer answered for them, I think. Yes, but the vast majority of problems are actually created by people who are maybe on the the beginning of the middle um, and their actions that are generated from fear. That's Mm -hmm. all. Not, uh, as a matter of fact, true evil is a it's a very, very small minority in your world. Most mm-hmm. people are coming from fear. How do I get mine? Because I'm afraid I won't get what I want or I'll lose what I have. Right? Mm-hmm. So there can, those things can be taken to extreme. You might call that greed um, or avarice, right? But... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, people who are very focused on possession and domination, oftentimes that comes through uh, from traumatic childhood experiences where their world was taken from them or um, they became so unsafe that they had to define safety as a child And then they continue to operate from that definition as an adult. And that might have meant take whatever you can get whenever you can get it, hang on to it with all your might, never let it go. And if someone tries to take it from you, you fight back. Right? That is not Mm. evil. That is just fear. For some people, the fear of loss is overwhelming. And that's what's changing. That's where love is slipping through those cracks. More people who have these traumas in childhood are emerging into a world that wants to help. More help is available. More people are stepping up to help, to say, you don't have to stay in this belief. There are other ways of living. There are other definitions of safety. And love is going to show you the way. Hmm. Mm. It all feels so promising. Good. Because there are part of us. Mm-hmm. You are very much a part of this, beloved. Mm? Me? Yes, you and others okay. like you. Mm? Mm-hmm. 
I was I was just wondering, is there a part of us as human beings it feels like an ancient craving for this and it's finally arriving. Is is that uh actual? Yes. Uh, because in order to um Sustain yourself, right? You've had to run on a lot of instinct that's uh, wired into your existence, your DNA as a uh, homo sapiens, right? right? But also with a soul, you know that love, that finer existence. You know what it is to be free of limitation, to mm-hmm. bask in love, to know its power. So the soul is always uh, yearning for that, mm. and the human being is um, rightly so, understandably so, instinctually so, very focused on making sure you get what you need to survive, enough food, enough clothing, enough shelter, enough connection. You need connection to survive. You can't do it all on your own, right? Right. So some people don't know how to cultivate connection through love. They might only know how through manipulation and control and fear, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So this is something that is being fulfilled uh, from a soul level that is creating a lot of excitement within those of you that are tuned into your soul. Mm-hmm. Does it give people in a position of spiritual leadership more ability to influence and cultivate this? Yes, but only if they are living it themselves. Mm -hmm. This is a movement that is about, and you mentioned this word many times uh, earlier, your authentic self. This is a revolution or a movement that is based in authenticity. So even spiritual leaders who are maybe teaching one way for a while and then all of a sudden they, because they are authentic to the best of their ability and they are trying to grow, they have changes and epiphanies and they go deeper. So that changes the way they teach or what they teach. Or Mm -hmm. they may uh, find that they have been uh, doing something in a way that is not loving. And they come to that realization and they are honest with those that they are teaching to say, I had this wrong. I thought it was this way, but it wasn't. And I realized that that was my fear and not my love. That is the way love will always encourage you to live authentically, honestly, and letting yourself be seen and heard as you are, not covering it up, not pretending that you don't make mistakes, 
that everything you say and do is perfect and just right and you hide the evidence when it isn't, that is falling away. That is the power of love. It does expose you, but not to get you in trouble or not to set you up for punishment or pain. Mm. It exposes you. It allows you the vulnerability because that is the power. That's the power of love. When you see each other as you are, it's so much easier to love, to accept, to forgive, to help, to support, right? Because you feel what is real. Could you say that this evolution and revolution, as I listen to what you just said, it feels to me that it would ease the reflex of defensiveness in people to embrace that vulnerability. So that eliminates or reduces the defensiveness from which we can react and come at other people. Is that in line with what you're saying? Yes, because the defensiveness simply responds to the old belief that says uh, no, exposure is not good. Exposure is bad. Vulnerability is bad. Being authentic is bad. Right? But that is not what's happening. People are finally realizing that their authentic self is just fine as it is. Mm-hmm. They don't need to cover it or pretend to be someone they're not. And the more acceptance you all have for each other, the easier it will be for that vulnerability to thrive and be all right. And yes, you are going to get big flare-ups of people that say who you are is not okay. The color of your skin is not okay. Your religion is not okay. We do not accept you. We do not want you. These are going to have big flare-ups And yet, every time this flares up, the larger population says, well, we don't agree. We support you because of the Hmm. color of your skin. We support you because of your religion, not in spite of. We don't condescend. We don't tolerate. We celebrate all that you are even if what you are uh, lands you in prison through your actions. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. You all are getting to the point where the love that you feel for each other is finally becoming the great uh, or facilitating that equality that is so much a part of love. Right. Wow. Equality. Yes. 
That's huge. And quality on all yes. levels. I would love to see that. On every level. And not in spite of, but because of the choices people make, uh, where they are born and to whom they are born to, uh, all of that. Mm-hmm. I and there's look going to, to be that. some. Yes, it's happening right now, Bilani. Yes, you're having growing pains. Yes, there's people acting out and rejecting this change. Yes, all of that. But you see it everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere. Women are stepping forward. People are experimenting with how they express themselves, their gender. Young people are saying no more, waiting for older people to uh, decide we are getting involved now. Mm -hmm. We are making changes. We have a mind. We have a heart. We have each other. We can do a lot. Oh, people aren't waiting anymore. Mm. I want to ask this out of um, a little, slightly out of amusement. There are a lot of people with a lot Mm -hmm. of power. And so it feels as though this is going to probably reduce some of that power. And all I can see is some people reacting to this in very strange and interesting and entertaining ways, if that makes sense. Some people aren't going to like this at all. Oh, no. Oh, no, and they will fight to the death to keep it from happening. I believe that. Yes, That's they what are scares doing me. it right now. Yes, yes. it is it's frightening. frightening. Indeed. Indeed. But um, there will always be um, some people who believe that uh, fighting is more powerful than loving. Hmm? But they will be in the minority at some point. Correct. Okay. Correct. Then I think I can be okay with that. Yes. It gets overwhelming sometimes. The it darkness. It does. It does. There is no doubt about that, beloved. But if you focus on yourself and what you can do today to channel love, All of you that are listening, if you just focus on channeling love today, to being an open vessel, an open conduit for love, to give and receive love to the best of your ability, you will find that you are doing enough. And you are doing more than enough. You become abundant in love if you allow that to be your focus. Mm-hmm. Mm, beautiful. What did you think about how I asked myself those questions? What can, what can the listeners ask themselves in terms of where their souls are taking them? They are good questions, beloved. And I like questions. I encourage everyone to ask them, but 
I like this style of question better than necessarily um, trying to find answers to specific things, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, you can write about very specific things. Uh, why is this happening for me? But they tend to not have the best results. The best results are questions that you say or you ask, what is my soul yearning for at this time in my life? What makes my heart feel good? What matters to me? What am I doing when I feel joy or I feel love? Right? So you ask yourself these um, questions, write about the answer, meditate on the answer. What does joy feel like for me now? What would be best for my mind to focus on today or this week? So in right. essence, you're asking your inner direction, your inner soul, your spirit, you are asking for specific direction in relation to the most powerful aspects of yourself, right? your soul, your heart, your mind, your body. What does my body need today? What's my body craving? Maybe it's a certain food. Maybe it's a more uh, sexual expression. Maybe it's a quiet time. But you won't know necessarily unless you ask. Hmm. So these are wonderful uh, daily exercises. Maybe you could think of uh, three or four of these types of questions that maybe you write on each morning. You don't have to write a lot. Set a timer, maybe 20 minutes of writing. Maybe it takes you less time. But you answer each question each day. What is my soul craving today? What does my heart yearn for today? What does my body need Day. And where is the best place to focus my mind today? Hmm? Right. That's a good way to start the day. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And everything, everything is focused, begins, middle, ends with love. Right. Mm. So you could even reword the question. What kind of mm. love is my body needing today? What aspect of love can I focus my mind on today? Right? How does that translate if you ask, what kind of love does my body need today? So that could be uh, moving your body in a certain way. Um, it could mean uh, caring for your body in a certain way, eating okay. certain foods or not eating certain foods, sexual exp 
expression, more, less, rest, more sleep, right? Okay. Okay. Beautiful. This is so enlightening. It always is. It always is. But mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful as it unfolds. Thank you, beloved. It is my joy to serve you and all those that come to you for their own enlightenment, their own exploration, and their own discovery of love. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, beloved. Until next time, yes? Yes, of course. Thank you for being here and for being of service to us. You are most welcome. I love you, my dear, and I love each and every one of you. Mm. Mm. Love you too, Mother. Namaste. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Wow. Thank you, my dear. (laughs) Oh, my. Sometimes I feel like mother sitting in a rocking chair, and you crawl up into her lap and put your head on her shoulder and just listen to her talk as she rocks back and forth and strokes your hair. Mm. (laughs) You know? Just so calming. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Calming parental, very parental energy. And uh, just lean into it. Like, I just, oh, (laughs) I just feel very, very calm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was interesting. I kind of tripped up in the beginning, but, oh, well, I just feel a little bit like a dork, but it's okay. She, (laughs) She wasn't finished her opening statement, and I jumped in. Oh, well. Well, you can just edit that right out or or leave it in and people will have a, a lovely smile to their day. Yes. <laughs> because what, what, what was she talking about, right? Just being your authentic self. It's it made me good. smile. So I'm going to yeah. leave it in. Besides, yeah. when good. it comes to editing, when it comes to editing, I only edit like the intro and a couple things that we talk about. Like if like, mm-hmm. one day I coughed mm-hmm. or something like that and I take that out. When it comes to the actual transmission, that's sacred. So I can't do much without permission. I have to ask. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But right. I think, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great the way it is because she said it. She was like, you know, or if you make a mistake and you do everything you can to hide it. And I'm thinking, mm hmm, my editing. 
I got tongue-tied and tripped up on my introduction somewhere. I'll admit it. I'll raise my hand. I do this. But I, yeah, it's only yeah. because I want a good product to be out there that people can listen to for decades to come. And Yes, and that's a little bit different. And this is a really good example, actually, because – you you say this well. It's not so much that you're hiding your mistakes. It's just people, particularly with audio, people are much more forgiving with video. But with audio, people, if there's too many mistakes or problems with the audio, or they can't, they just don't stick with it. They just don't. And yes. that has been shown over and over and over again. So I think that what you're talking about is making it the best it can be so that it's a great experience for the people coming to listen to your show. And that's, uh, that's different. You know, that's my whole goal. Each class yeah. is like a workshop, mm-hmm. you know, everybody yeah. takes notes. We teach all the time. Each show is, is a class. And so everybody's always encouraged to have pen and paper ready. You're going to want to write stuff down, you know, call them with yeah. questions. If it's a call in show, all of that, but um, yeah, not to not to completely sterilize it, but just so that there's not, um, for instance, several people have called in from their cars, and you can hear the wheels on the road, and you can hear the other cars going by. Yeah. Nobody wants yeah. to hear that. Nobody wants to hear you right. putting away your dishes while you're talking right. to us. So these <laughs> right. things are discouraged. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Thank you. It's true. Thank you so much for being here again. This was very. I listened to all of them 10 times, but this one is, I think we're getting closer to something. I noticed a change in the inflection of her voice. So I think mm-hmm. as we get closer, it's kind of like, it's okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. That's the feeling I get, that we're being yes, comforted. Agreed. Very much so. And I think that is, oh, that is one of my great, great joys of being with her in this life is the comfort that she brings to me and to others. And I just, Oh, I love that about her. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you once again. And beloved publications is uh, Danielle's website. If you'd like to learn more about her events and join her community, spiritualinsightsradio.com is where you access the archives that I've put together. It's uh, quite extensive. Well, Danielle, I guess I will speak to you soon. Yes, you will. Y'all get to see you very soon. And I thank you as always for having me here. It is such an honor to serve your listeners Mm. and just be a part of your community because I love that too. (laughs) Yes. It's just so awesome. Thank you. You're welcome and thank you. All right, everyone. That is our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.